0: Hello, my name is Chris. My name is Jason.
1: And I am the walrus, Cuckoo Cachoo.
0: And this is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV series, The Walking Dead. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Talking Dead. This is episode number 31 for November 15th, 2010. We have all kinds of good stuff coming up on the program for you today. We've got a little bit of show news. We've got a look back at episode two. We've got a little bit more information on episode one. And, of course, a recap of episode three, which is entitled Tell It to the Frogs. Episode three already. Already, that's the thing. I was thinking about this, and we're halfway through the first season of The Walking Dead now. Yeah, half over already. Does that make you guys a little sad? No. Well, <laughs> that's good. Now, it doesn't make me sad, but I do wish there was more to it than just the six episodes. That was a very, very concise answer, David.
2: It really was. <laughs> well, I'm not sad because we still have I'm three episodes to I go.
1: Get... Right.
2: And am uh... excited
1: because I get to watch the show.
2: Well, that is true. It is exciting
0: to watch, and there hasn't been a bad episode yet, but there's only three more, and then we're you know done for my, like a I, year.
1: What blows my mind is that like 45 minutes into the show, I realize that, holy cow, we're 45 minutes into the show.
0: Yeah, because you're Sorry. loving it so much?
1: It goes, it goes so fast, and not much time sort of lapses over the course of, of that hour. Uh, so before I know it, the show's over.
0: Yeah, that's true. It does. It's a slow moving show. Not as slow as Rubicon though, which was too slow and it got Ooh.
1: canceled. <laughs> Sleepy time show.
2: Canceled? Yeah, Rubicon was canceled, and and
1: I, I. You know why? Because I heard Jason fell asleep.
2: Oh, every time it it comes down to the point where me and my wife are sitting around trying to figure out what to watch. It's like you want to watch Rubicon. It's like no, I don't feel like going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I
0: wonder if there was a little bit of the Walking Dead effect in in that cancellation. They have All Rubicon right. that's been on for a few months and you know most way most way through the it's, first season It's all the way through is it all the way through yeah. there you go so they, they ran it it got ratings below 1.0 The Walking Dead comes along getting like 5.0 ratings and 5.3 million viewers and they're like well why are we wasting our time with this when we've got this cash cow right here we appreciate that, you that coming makes
1: me out feel bad for the showrunners sorry Dave that makes me feel bad for the showrunners and actors and everybody in Rubicon it oh
0: kind of does but i
2: i i i don't know i never watched it but i i was planning on it (laughs) it's the nature of the business too you go into the business knowing that at any time you
1: you don't you don't know if you're going to have another season well let's hope it's a springboard for those involved
0: let's hope so all righty so let's get into this week's episode i've got a little bit of uh, talking dead news before we move on to anything else the first thing i want to mention is that Uh, We have a new phone number for everyone to call in. Now, we mentioned this at the end of last week's episode, but I thought, you know, just in case some people don't make it all the way through the show or they, you know, they cut out at the end before we do our spiel on how to contact us. That happens
2: to Dave every once in a while.
0: Exactly. He doesn't make it all the way through. But in case anyone didn't listen, we have a new toll free number that you can call us. So, toll free? Toll free. So there's, no, there's tolls. no toll involved. None whatsoever. It won't cost you a penny. Wow. What's the number, Chris? It costs us money, and the number is 1 866 483 9662. Can anyone tell me what that spells?
2: Oh, I know. I know.
0: Jason? Uh, zomb. One eight six six four eight three Z O M B. Please call the Zomb line and let us know what you think. There is some controversy over whether it's the Zomb line
2: or the Zombie line. So well, the Zombie would work, but I I prefer to think of it as B is for bargain.
0: Yes, for everybody but me.
2: That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but if you want to call and give us your thoughts and your feedback, please do so. That would be really really great. Now you can the other remember
1: it anyway, as long as you remember it.
0: Yeah, it's easy to remember. 483-ZOMB. The other bit of news, or not news, but the other thing I want to just touch on before we go ahead is a lot of people have been writing in about spoilers for The Walking Dead comic and TV show and how we handle those. Now, in the past, we've always kind of stayed away from spoiling the TV show. Right. Yes. Other than what is released and readily available, things like episode previews and and video and stuff like that. But we have never really avoided spoiling the comic book. Right. Because we're here primarily to talk about the show, but you can't do that without talking about the comic to a certain extent. And we work under the assumption that most people have read the comic. Now, obviously, most people haven't. But most people that are listening to this probably have is that safe to say no probably not okay
1: (laughs) some people have
2: read the comics some people have not But that being
1: said i mean sorry i'm not going to interrupt finish what you're going to say
2: no
0: that's all really i just that's kind of our policy on spoilers we will we will report on the tv show we will report on what's coming up on the show and we will do our best to warn if there are spoilers coming. And towards or, the end of this podcast there will be, so I'll warn yeah. you again when we get there.
2: You know, worst case scenario, we uh, we tell you when we have spoiled something.
0: Yes. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll backdate it with like, oh, that was a spoiler. But what I'm trying to get as we'll try to avoid doing that from here on in. Yeah, that's probably I don't want to get anyone too upset or ruin somebody's day because we let something slip that we shouldn't have. But in general, um we will generally talk about the comic openly. We will talk about the TV show openly, but we will warn of spoilers. Okay,
1: that's our and policy. And killed Dumbledore.
0: <laughs> yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! There. We can do all the Harry <laughs>
2: Potter spoilers we want. Okay, so other stuff is fair game. Uh, sure, other stuff is. So fair Darth game. Vader is Luke's father. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, so I can I can say that.
0: Okay, and he was
1: dead the entire time. The uh,
0: entire time. Let's get into some Walking Dead TV show
2: news. I got other spoilers. All right. Give us one more. Well, the the <laughs> the dude at the end of the crying game is a dude. Or the chick at the end of crying game is a dude. Okay. Thank you. The people Any...
1: that you thought were people were actually the ghosts.
0: So in the green is people.
1: So in the so green some... is people.
0: Okay. We're done. Are we done? Yeah. Thank you. Let's get into some Walking Dead TV show news. Now, the biggest news to come out this week was released at the absolute worst time for us. And that is that the Walking Dead was picked up for a second 13 episode season. That's outstanding. It's extremely exciting, and that news came out while we were recording last week, so we that is the worst possible time. Yeah, didn't get a chance to talk about it. Now we got to read the news while we're doing the show. I know. All right, I'm going on the internet. It's going to be tricky, Uh, but yep, it's it's been renewed for season two, and here's a quote from AMC president Charlie Collier. He says, "The dead has spread." No other cable series has ever attracted as many adults, 18 to 49, as The Walking Dead. This reaffirms viewers' hunger for premium television on basic cable. We are so proud to be bringing it back, The Walking Dead, again across the globe. That it's an it's a nice statement.
2: It's a little too well crafted in my mind. <clears throat> well, come on, well, it's it's
0: a press release.
2: You know what do, do you is, expect? It is. It's very, uh, you know, I don't know, some kind of speak. Yes, it's.
0: Uh, press speak, press speak, right? It's designed for quotes,
1: publicitization.
0: Yeah, it's designed so people like me will read it or quote it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's great news. Walking Dead will be back. Of course, we have no idea when or what will be the content of season two. Uh, however, as I was, you know, celebrating this fact, I was surfing around the internet looking for additional news, and I came across a blog post on uh, CoreyBrin dot com. I don't know, it's just a dude who... Some dude. Some dude, I guess, who apparently lives in Atlanta and is claiming to have pictures of The Walking Dead filming again already. Yeah. Now, I read the post. Not surprising? Well, I think it is a little bit surprising. I don't think they would be reco- uh, filming already. Like It's I, a little soon. It's a little soon. They're not even finished broadcasting this season, and if they were, you know, trying to get it out for the spring or something, or even sooner maybe, then I could see, but... For all we know, this show isn't going to come back until next Halloween. Right. And so they've got a little bit of time to work with here. And, of course, Frank Darabont also said that he wants to take a break. Now, that could be mean nothing, of course, but still, it feels a little bit early to me. Right.
2: So did you read the whole article?
0: I did or read the, the article. Pictures. I looked at the pictures. There was nothing in the pictures that was uh, telling whatsoever. There were no details whatsoever. It looked like trailers and film gear and stuff like that the only reason uh the poster said that it was the walking dead is that he was asking people who what's filming the first guy said a Campbell soup commercial right the second guy said sesame street
2: an episode of sesame street and yeah. the
0: third guy said some stuff for the walking
2: dead okay <clears throat> so uh so one of those three uh, might be true Oh, it might be a Campbell's soup commercial. It could. The feeling was that there was too much gear
0: for a Campbell's soup commercial. True, but then commercials are like mini films these days. Okay, so.
2: now when uh, when that the guy that said stuff for a Walking Dead for the Walking Dead was wearing an AMC hat of some kind. Uh, so if even if that's true, it could just be hey we got picked up for a second season. We need to shoot some promo material. So they put That's together to a crew, they got some zombies all made up, they're in a building, they're just going to shoot some stuff, some promo stuff to play uh, over the, the next eight months or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a possibility. The thing occurred to me is that if they want to move into a sort of bleaker wintertime setting, yep. they're going to need to do that during the winter. Which I still is... think February is a great time to film. Well, I'm sure it is, which I'm thinking, you know, we're leading into winter right now. It's even a little too early for that, though. Yeah. You know, it's the leaves aren't all off the trees yet. I think February is perfect. I think so. It makes sense to me, but now is only November, so... Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they're filming, maybe they're not. If they are, that's fantastic news. They're getting a jump head start. Yep. Um, okay. Let's... Uh, we have the final ratings from episode one. This comes from an AMC Press release, just briefly... At the 10 p.m. airing, they had a 3.7 household rating with over 5.3 million viewers. Adults 18 to 49 was 3.6 million viewers. Adults 25 to 54 was 3.1, and men 18 to 49 was 2 million viewers. That's episode one. That's confusing. Uh, A little bit. There's
2: some overlap there, but they seem to make sense, those numbers. Yeah, Yeah. I guess if you're used to seeing those kind of numbers, they mean a lot more to you than just, you know, we've got, uh, you know, Three point six million viewers, eighteen to forty nine, but nineteen to fifty, we've got seven point eight million viewers. It's just, it's just shifting it a little bit and I'm not sure why they would do that. Where are you getting seven point? I'm 8? not, I'm making up that number oh, because okay. it's crazy. <laughs> it's by moving it by one
0: year. It's just magic numbers. Well TV ratings are a little bit magic anyways. <clears throat> so episode number two, which we're going to look back at right now. The 10 p.m. Ha- airing had a 3.1 household rating with 4.7 million viewers, which
2: is a little bit of a drop, but a very, very healthy number. That's not much of a drop, given that it's uh, you know not Halloween. I think that Halloween uh, premiere time slot was a genius move, looking back, and uh, yeah. I think that accounts for that bit of a, that 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 high of 5.3 million viewers dropping to only 4.7. I think is a tremendous uh, achievement. What's that? A twelve percent drop or something like that?
0: I don't know. (laughs) Something, (laughs) you know. As far as I know, most TV shows drop off much more than that. So we're looking. We're doing pretty well here. Episode two: Adults eighteen to forty-nine had three point three million viewers. Twenty-five to fifty-four, two point eight, and men eighteen to forty-nine, two point one million viewers. That actually actually more. Actually, slightly more in the men eighteen to forty-nine. So. Hmm. Some people watched it. They went to work and said, hey, everybody, you got to go check out
2: this awesome new TV show. And all the men tuned in. Or more men were allowed to watch it because they weren't watching TV with their wives on Halloween at 10 o'clock at night. And the wives saying, no, it's too scary. It's a possibility. That's but a bit of a genderist kind of view. And I'm usually opposed to that kind of thing. So I apologize for it.
0: Although it fits in with how this show has been
2: going so far. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, great news on the ratings. Uh everything is looking really good and it's the primary reason I guess that they renewed it for season 2. Awesome. Kirkman posted on Twitter, I think today or yesterday that once the ratings come out for season 3, if they're really good, AMC is going to announce season 3. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 3. Yep. Uh You said season 3 and
2: then season 3,
1: three. again. Season
0: 3. Oh, well, sorry. Episode, Episode 3. three. Yeah, They would announce season three. Of course, he was joking, but wow, wouldn't that be great?
2: Yeah, well, then by episode six, we're announcing season six. Yeah, they That's picked right. us up for a sixth season.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've done six shows. That is exciting. All righty, let's uh, get into some feedback about episode number two entitled Guts. The first thing here is a phone call. Everybody listen to this.
1: Hello, Billy
2: Genius here from Michigan. Uh, Enjoying your North of the Border humor very much.
1: Uh, It's quite entertaining. Uh, Congratulations on being the first of all the uh, Walking Dead podcasts that I heard to actually hit the nail on the head for the character development of uh, Shane and Lori. And I heard another podcast
2: with a TV in their name say, uh, griping about she took off the chain. The whole point was the chain had her locket, obviously, given to her by Rick, but Rick's
1: wedding ring, I mean, that's, that's huge, and you guys hit it right on the head. So nice job. Uh, I don't feel as much hate uh, for Lori as I did. Shane still strikes
0: me
2: as a sleazebag. So great job enjoying your podcast tremendously. Keep up the good work. Uh, as I said, enjoy your humor. So, uh, um, All right,
1: uh, brains.
0: Very good Thank you Uh, Was that Billy Genius? I had a hard time uh, I believe he said I think so Thank you for calling in Um, Yeah I didn't catch the wedding ring uh, At the first watch through I
2: thought it was her wedding ring I didn't think it was uh, Rick's That makes much more sense now But I thought it was her locket And I think she took I thought she took off her wedding ring And put it on the chain But I guess apparently No it was his Okay well I was
0: Go ahead
1: Dave what I love is uh, we sort of discovered just how much of a douche uh, douchebag the Shane actually is.
2: I think sleazebag is a really good term for him. Sleazebag fits. I think it's perfect.
0: <laughs> you know, but they—he's uh, well. We'll get into it more. But he, you know, there's there's elements about his character that are are pretty are redeeming, and there are elements that are very sleazebaggish. So he's yeah. he's he's a conflicted guy. You know, right now.
2: And that's good. I like conflicted characters. He's a scared man.
0: He really is. You've called him a chicken shit. Oh, he is. (laughs) All righty. Don't leave the camp, man. So, this email comes from Christopher, and he was the first person to write in about the car that Glenn was driving. He says, Hey, guys. Love the podcast. Been following it for the last couple of months. It was enjoyable catching up with the old shows while waiting for The Walking Dead to finally grace our TVs. You probably had this answered a hundred times since asking the question, but the car Glenn was driving was a Dodge Challenger. Definitely a cool car, and I think I'm with Glenn on this one. Once the zombie apocalypse hits and everyone loses their minds, you may as well blow some steam off in a hot sports car at least for the first few days. Keep up the good work, guys. I look forward to next week's show. Stealing stuff with no consequences.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Can we talk a little bit about uh, Glenn's past in in the comic without being spoilery?
0: We certainly can. It fits well within our spoiler policy, I think.
1: Is that within our spoiler policy (laughs) that he does reveal to Rick that he has uh, made a little bit of money off of cars? that weren't necessarily his. <laughs>
0: he does. Uh, he what does he say when money's tight? He used to steal the odd car to yep, just help pay the rent. Help pay the, pay the rent. So that's kind of how he knows how to do that. Although in the show, it was Rick who hotwired the car, not Glenn. True. And he but had an he, think... he seemed to have no trouble doing it with that little knife he had with him. Yeah. No. Nope.
1: But also um, I mean, Glenn was a pretty good driver.
2: Oh, he was an amazing driver. Oh, he did that rum runner. That was great.
1: The rum runner,
2: where you, you back, back up and you jump on the yep. jump on the brakes and spin the wheel and yeah, that's yep. that's I was quite doing the.
1: That at, uh, out of the, the parking lot, the uh, grocery store, the other day. You did. I'd like Try to, to see it.
2: that, David. Yeah. Can um, you do a rum runner and then park the car in a parking spot?
1: <clears throat> I land cool. perfectly in my spot. Awesome. That's quite Next something.
2: Drive. I saw a little girl do that in a tricycle on YouTube.
1: Yeah. No, I had to do that uh, for my driving <laughs> test, so. Oh. <laughs> now, David. The Canadian standards for driving tests are pretty tough. Yeah, it's that
2: new drive test company that they've outsourced to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, if you can't do the Rum Runner, I'm sorry I'm going to have to fail you. Yeah. Because when you're making a run for the border, there's no other, there's no more useful maneuver. Yeah.
1: You can on Taco Bell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> William from Texas writes in, and he has lots to say. He starts off with The Walking Dead as an excellent show and a refreshing change from the same recycled show content being offered with television in general. I want to point out a few comments I had with Episode 2, Guts. Awesome. Number one, Rick did not miss one time when running from the tank to Glenn. 15 shots in the pistol, and he got 15 dead headshot geeks all while at at a full sprint. I was surprised the show-slash-effects department did not have him miss even once or at least hit a zombie- Some other place than a direct headshot. Isn't that uh, part of police training? To run and shoot... Run
2: as fast as you can and shoot everybody in the head. (laughs) (laughs) It might be a part of serial killer training. I don't know about police. Police are trained to shoot at the center of mass. Just so they hit something. Right in the chest.
0: Right. But, as we all know, zombies need to have their brain destroyed to stop coming at you. So he was aiming for the head and he never missed. Now, it's... Rather unlikely that that would happen, but as we've mentioned before, you know your hero is typically a lucky character. Yep. And if we can maybe chalk this up to luck, <laughs> he's a
2: cowboy. Fifteen he, headshots and fifteen pulls should, of the trigger.
0: If it wasn't the zombie apocalypse, I would suggest he go buy a lottery ticket. Yeah, because he's he's running a high there. But yeah, it's true. It was a little crazy that he he never missed once, and. You know, it's funny. It wasn't really necessary that he hit them all in the head. He just had to shoot them enough that he could get by. Right. And even a zombie taking a bullet in the chest or somewhere, or the leg, or somewhere else would slow it down enough for him to sprint past.
2: Uh, okay. Don't you think so? Well, it depends on the gun, but... I well, I
1: think, think. The, the zombie actually being dead might slow it down. So be
2: well, that's not true. Well,
0: these zombies are faster than I expected them to be, but I think a shot in the leg, the zombie at least fall down. You know, you would think. Yeah, that would fall down, right? Or shot in the chest, they might get knocked back a little bit, <laughs> knock the wind out of them, if if that's even possible. But yeah, he shot them all in the head, and as as I kind of realized it too, but I had to move on because you yeah. just sort of go with. That's what our heroes do. I'm chalking it up to protagonist <laughs> luck. Protagonist luck. <clears throat> uh, William goes on point number two. Why did the group sent from the camp to scavenge supplies trek all the way into downtown Atlanta to get these supplies? I know they have to be there to meet Rick, but it seems very unrealistic to have to go to the department store in downtown to get things you need. Would there not be places like stores, homes, shops, offices that the survivors could hit up without having to travel so far from the camp? Also, See, I did...
2: thought of...
0: Let me. I thought of. Sorry. Also, how did they get downtown? Did they walk that large distance from the camp to the department store? From the shots we have seen at the camp, the downtown appears miles and miles away from the camp. Dave?
1: Well, they've been entrenched in their camp for quite some time. So it's not outside the realm of possibility that they have already scavenged things that are in the outskirts. True. And so they're moving in closer to the city as their supplies dwindle.
0: And we do know that that Glenn had been coming into the city numerous times already, so he had, I think he had had the time to figure out a route, figure out the safest way to do it, and he was probably going deeper into the city every time, like you said, to get better stuff or get more stuff.
2: Well, it depends on what they were looking for. That's true, too. If they were looking for a Walmart, they're probably in the wrong spot. If they were looking for specific drugs or, uh, medication of some kind, you know, very specialized items, then going downtown might be, uh, the way to go. Especially if Glenn is from, uh, Atlanta and he knows the city more than he knows the outskirts, that's what he's going to do. He's going to go to the, uh, go to, you know, to the stores and the shops that he knows.
0: Yeah, and I think William's point, though, is that why would he take such risks going deeper into the city when he knows that it's, uh, overrun with zombies? Why not just stick to the perimeter find what he can but stay a little bit safer and i think you're right he's probably knows the city well enough he knows what he's looking for and he's done it a few times that he has a bit of a root down or at least a safe way to do it
2: and where they were was not overrun until rick came along and started shooting the place up that's true and running this horse what? into a herd things got worse at that point so you know you do what you got to do
0: and glenn is a man that can get you things
2: Yeah, I'm going to chalk that one up to plot device. (laughs) Okay, plot device. He's right.
0: They have to be there in order to meet Rick. That's true. Uh, Finally, point number three from William. Uh, Where is the leftover military hardware from the defense of Atlanta? We have seen a few Humvees, a tank, and a few sandbag positions, and what looks like a 50 caliber Browning M2 machine guns. But where are the masses of hardware? We were shown more military equipment outside the hospital where Rick wakes up than in the city that was supposed to be the city of last stand. Also, all the geeks have been seen roaming the city, have been dressed as civilians except the lurker in the tank. Perhaps a large portion of the military has survived and is floating, in quotes, out there. Hmm. Interesting concept. Now, my theory on why there was so much gear outside the hospital I think maybe Jason you mentioned this is that the hospital was one location they were trying to defend yeah. until the last until you know until the last day's few days day or two before Rick wakes up, right right so a lot of gear was there, a lot of equipment was there. It's a hospital that's where you need to defend your hospitals because that's where your injured and sick people are right and you know ultimately it fell, but that's why there's so much gear around there now Atlanta, it would be the same thing. there would be a lot of stuff. Maybe it's spread out all over the place. I don't know. Maybe when things all fell apart, everybody scattered, and they took their Humvees with them. I don't know.
1: Hmm. Looters. Could be looters. looters.
0: Yeah, could be looters. And we really only saw a small slice of it, too. We didn't really see the entire city. And as we could see, off in the distance, the city was nice and clean. Yeah, and... yeah, it's great. <laughs> so everything's fine. You know, maybe it wasn't as bad as we thought.
2: Well, they probably had uh, <coughs> defensive positions, and they, uh, you know, as they were being overrun, they pulled back, they pull back, they pull back, they pull, pull back, and eventually they just said, okay, Atlanta, forget it. See you later. We're going to, uh, you know, we're going someplace else.
0: Yeah, it's true. With that many zombies, you're probably forced to just keep moving back and- eventually retreat right all righty so mike our last email on episode two he writes in about the black-suited zombie he says i'm currently listening to episode 30 and stopped at the listener feedback section to write this a listener wrote in about the black-suited zombie that gets off the bus and is later seen staring at rick as he looks outside the tank the listener wondered if there was something important about this particular zombie I've heard it mentioned that this zombie is actually Charlie Adler, the artist of the Walking Dead comic. Whether he is, in fact, the black-suited zombie is up for debate, but judging by the photos posted on uh, ShropshireStar.com, I don't know if that's a typo, I'd say that it isn't him. The clothes don't match, which is a shame because next to the bicycle girl, that zombie is one of my favorites so far. We did know that Charlie Adler was a zombie in the show. I don't think that's him, though. I went and looked at some photos, and it really doesn't look anything like him. I don't think so either. Uh I think he's just a featured zombie that they happen to like, and so they've they've put him in more than, more than one shot.
2: Don't we have a, a, a listing for the actor who played the black, black-suited zombie? Didn't we announce that on an earlier episode? We did. Unfortunately, I didn't uh,
0: wasn't smart enough to go back and take a look, but if you can find it there on the IMDb, that would be great. Well,
2: that's what I'm trying to do right now, but, uh, you know, wish me luck.
0: All right, so it's not Charlie Adler. But uh, it is sort of an interesting zombie that you know. You never know; we might see more of uh, in in upcoming episodes.
1: It's true we have not seen his demise.
0: No, we have not. So maybe he's going to hang around a little bit. Oh, Brian Stretch played Tank Zombie. Oh, the one in the tank. Yeah. That's probably him.
2: That's, well, that's the that's the tank zombie, but not the black-suited zombie.
0: No, but there's the one in the tank. There's the one on top of the tank when Rick comes out and he smashes with the shovel. That could be tank zombie. Uh, he,
1: was black... also, he was also in the, uh, the bus with the black-suited zombie, wasn't he? The one on the
2: same one. Oh, it could be. I'm not sure. There were two in the bus. There were two in the bus, but that's not the guy that was in the tank. But on top no, of the tank. on, on top... the tank. Oh, it's on the tank. Okay, black-suited zombie is played by Joe Giles. G-I-L-E-S. Remember we talked about the Joe Giles band? <laughs> the Jay Giles band. That's right. That's so a black suited zombie is played by Joe Giles. All right, Un- uncredited, but he's uh, apparently uh, got his listing on as in episode two of uh, The Walking Dead. Joe, if you are listening, and you'd like to come on the show and tell us a little bit more about your
0: character, that would be fantastic. And why you were so mad at Rick when <laughs> you were looking at him on the uh, <laughs> on the tank there. That's right. Contact <laughs> us. We'll have you on. It'll be great.
1: I think uh, the the Walking Dead TV podcast refers, refers to him as Buster.
0: Yeah, that's right. They're starting to call him Buster. So I, I think we should probably just adopt that name across the board.
2: Black-suited zombie. Well, black-suited zombie or Buster.
1: Well, he's, Buster, Buster just flows off the tongue a little bit. More yeah, easier. but his
2: character's name is actually listed <laughs> in IMDb, and he probably made that entry himself. He probably did. But now he should update it to Buster,
0: because that's his name as far as I'm concerned. I'm not on board with this. (laughs) All right. I'm going with black-suited zombie. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) We'll argue about it later. Let's move into our recap of episode three, Tell It to the Frogs. Tell It to the Frogs. I should probably pull up the notes for that, eh? Yeah. All righty. So, episode three, it opens with Merle still handcuffed to the roof. He's kind of talking to himself, a little bit crazy, seems to be losing it somewhat. Yeah. Um, The zombies show up at the door. Uh, which is, of course, chained shut, but they're just sort of peering through, trying to push it open to get at him. It was very, honey, I'm home from The Shining. And he starts praying to God. Yeah. Obviously, he doesn't want to be eaten because he's stuck there, and if they get through, there's not much he can do. I
2: think he did a great job of acting crazy. I yeah. think so too. Oh, that was amazing! Totally convincing. Kind of freaked me out a little bit. Yeah, the when he, uh, the part I liked the best, and it was actually my favorite part in the whole episode, was when he got very quiet and he just kind of stared off into the distance. And he turned and he looked at his hand and noticed that it was still chained to the. Uh, to the post and he got very very upset no 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 i thought that was amazing i wonder if he fell asleep for a little while well just his brain just kind of like he played it perfectly it was just you could just see his brain just shutting down for a little bit and then coming back to reality and going ah crap i'm still chained to this damn thing
1: <laughs> well he, he should be very thankful to t-dog personally but
0: for uh chaining that door otherwise he'd be long gone
1: yeah he'd he be long would gone. be entrails
0: Just before we cut to the opening credits, he um, is straining to reach the hacksaw that uh, that fell out of the bag. So obviously
2: he's tried that before because he already had his belt off and it was ready there for him to try and. He was
0: whipping his belt at it, trying to hook it and yank it to him. He doesn't get it, as far as we know, and we go to credits. We uh, come back from credits and we're in the truck. With Rick and the crew driving back to the camp, and Morales says it's best not to dwell on Merle not being with them. Really, only Daryl will be sad that he didn't come back, which is his brother. Right. So a little bit of foreshadowing there. Then Glenn pulls up in the charger, passes them with the car alarm still blaring. Yes, he does. At the camp, we see Lori giving Carl a haircut, and Shane is there being all fatherly again, talking about, you know, how he's going to grow up and have to start shaving and then tells him that tomorrow we'll go and catch some frogs. First Ooh. reference to frogs and the title. <laughs> Frog legs, yum. <laughs> Suddenly we hear the car alarm and we see Glenn coming up the road. So Glenn did not disable that car alarm no, before he, he, did he not. drove all the way back to that camp. Oh.
1: How, how long do car alarms typically go off, though? I mean, they don't go off indefinitely, do they? There's a time I, limit, isn't there?
0: No, I don't. Well, I don't think so, especially not if the car's actually running. Because a car alarm will go off until the battery dies. I think if you don't Well,
1: that's not what Grand Theft Auto taught me.:
0: Well, no, grand <laughs> no, Theft but you'
2: you're you're playing a, a professional car stealer guy, and uh, you can shut off the alarm when you want to.
0: Uh, yeah, that's true in the game in the game. in real life, I think a car alarm will go until the until the battery dies, which is pretty long, or if the car's running, the battery won't die, so I think you can drive it around with the car alarm running uh indefinitely. If I made all car right. alarms for a living, that's how I would design them. Yeah, absolutely. But Glenn doesn't have the presence of mind to turn it off, and he drives all the way back with it on. He pulls up, and everyone pretty much berates him for dri- driving up in such a loud vehicle. But Dale makes a good point, and he says that it's it's echoing all over the hills so much, it's almost impossible to pinpoint the the location. Right. So it won't draw any zombies or other undesirables to them. Right behind him, the truck arrives and everyone starts reuniting. We see Andrea uh, and Amy uh together, very, very happy that everyone's okay. Morales gets out and reunites with his family. It looked like he had a wife and two kids, I think. Yep. That's exciting. Caller. You're on the air. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and then. So Lori and Carl kind of back off while everyone's happy because, you know, they're their father and, and husband isn't back, but Glenn says, uh, the new guy got us out. And Rick walks out of the truck and reunites with his family.
2: Did you see Shane take a couple of steps back when he sees Rick for the first time? Yeah.
0: Well, he certainly, it didn't seem like he knew what to think. He took. A, he <clears throat> stepped back. He just took a couple of steps back. That was awesome. But he's the first person to see Rick, too. Yes, he was. And he doesn't even say anything, which which is amazing. He kind of, when Lori's hugging Rick, he shares... He he shares a glance with her, but nothing is said.
1: Yeah, which I adored this moment. It was I appropriate. Stood up and I cheered and Andrew <laughs> Lincoln, I take my hat off to you because that moment where he just sort of staggers. Yeah, and, and he like he almost he almost swoons if I could say that in a manly term. He does. <clears> he, it's his facial
0: expression is complete disbelief. And yeah. then he, you know, Carl runs up to him, and they hug, and they fall down on the ground, and it is exactly like it would be in real
1: life. I, in fact, cheered at that moment.
0: <laughs> I cheered. It, it was pretty amazing to see, and it's, we all knew it was coming, but it was still handled really, really yeah, expertly, really. I think. And it was very okay. good. Come on, we all knew it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean by- Spoiler. All three of us here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so cut to the evening they're sitting around a campfire and Rick is talking about how he escaped. Uh, Lori explains that they said they were going to medevac patients to Atlanta, but obviously that never happened. Thank god. Yeah. And Rick, they intended to. They intended to, but the the hospital fell and who knows, <clears> they <throat> they couldn't get anybody out. Right. Uh, Rick says to Shane, "I can't tell you how grateful I am for what you've done and saved my <laughs> family." if he only knew. Yeah. Uh so good then out. Yeah. So then er- Ed, who's Carol's husband, now Ed's a character new to the TV show. Yes. He has a confrontation with Shane about putting a log on the fire and Shane makes a good point here. We keep our fires low, embers only so that you they can't be seen from a distance.
2: Shane did a very uh dominating thing there. It's like he, Shane can't back down. Like, it's, it's he just he can't do it. He's the leader of this group. Somebody's challenged him and done something against the rules that he's set. Mm-hmm. He's got to confront them, and he's got to win. Well,
0: it's not the first time this has happened, and it's certainly not the last. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's a pretty serious character flaw for him that he just cannot back down. But they have a confrontation, and then he says hi to, to uh, Carol and Sophia, their daughter, mm-hmm. sort of introducing the audience to those characters. Yeah. Um, finally, the group is discussing who is going to tell Daryl about Merle, and, uh, Andrea says that Rick did what was necessary, which kind of articulates one of the the grander themes of the show, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You got to do what you've got to do. So, cut to the Grimes' is in their tent, uh, that evening going to bed. They chat a while and about their second chance, and they start looking at a photo album Lori took with her. Then she gives Rick back... The wedding ring. It's like they're getting remarried at that point, I thought, you know? Yeah. That's kind of what it's they were going symbolic. for. very symbolic.
1: And then, of course, they have some sex. Of course. <laughs> Is this uh, not a, an extremely sort of extended and awkward scene That's for anybody? a little anybody? long.
2: It was a it, little long.
1: It just seemed very awkward to me. I mean, appropriately so, really. Uh, you're right. As it's... people. Involved, all who are trying to sort, like, well, not the people. I mean, I'm sure Rick was fine with what he was doing, but, I mean, Laurie is overwhelmed because she assumed Rick was dead.
0: Absolutely. See, it for me it felt awkward from, like, a character's perspective, but also from the audience. It felt <clears throat> a little bit long. Mm. I guess they just wanted to show these two connecting again and really push that, you know, obviously Laurie is a little uncomfortable now right? because she knows what she's done and what's been going on. Uh, yeah. and, and Rick is just overwhelmed with joy being back with his family. So right. they get remarried when she puts the ring on his finger. Uh, and as they're about to have sex, Lori says about Carl, don't worry, he won't wake up. And to I, me, that really implied that she's been there with Shane. Well, how do you know that, uh, the uh, Rory there? Yeah, how <laughs> do you know he sleeps through this sort of thing, you know? so Don't
2: worry, I have sex in here all the time. And he doesn't wake up at all. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> So, you know, pretty awkward, like we were just saying. Pretty bad. Yeah. Shane is up on top of the Winnebago doing the night watch, and instead of watching, he's pretty much just staring at the Grimes' tent. Uh, yeah, he's listening. Yeah, listening and
2: just Carol feeling. won't wake up, but uh, Shane sure can hear us, though. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> Don't worry. He's probably heard this before anyway.
1: <laughs> I uh, I had a moment there where I just thought it was really cool, and I know this is just such a small thing, but Shane puts his baseball cap on.
0: Did he put it on or did he adjust it?
1: Well, whether he adjusted or had it on, but he had his cap on. And yeah. Shane in that ball cap is just, that's an iconic image for me.
0: It is. It is. Shane. He barely takes it off in the comic, if at all. If at yeah. all. So we go to commercial and when we come back, it's the next morning. Rick wakes up, walks out of the tent and tells Lori. Basically, that he's going back to Atlanta for Merle.
2: Oh, he's asking for permission to do that.
0: Well, Are you
2: telling or asking? And he said, I'm asking. And
0: he says, I'm asking, but I don't think he has any intention of not going back.
2: Well, you know, the second time—the first time I watched it, I thought he was asking. uh, Like he said, he he was asking. But the second time I watched it, I think he wasn't asking her for permission. He was asking for her opinion not necessarily going to pay attention to whatever she says or to adhere adhere to it, but uh, he was asking for her opinion. What do you think about this? I think it's crazy. I think it's stupid. Okay, see you later. (laughs) Subtle difference, but I think you might
0: be onto something there. Um, So then they hear a scream in the woods that apparently is Carl, but it really sounded like a girl scream to me. But I guess why is he's, Carl in the woods? He's not supposed to leave
2: the yeah. uh, the side of the group anyway.
0: A Y Z in the woods, and I guess he's prepubescent, so he still screams like a girl. Um, everybody runs out there, and they find a zombie eating a deer, which of course they kill. Uh, Dale yeah. delivers the blow that chops its head off. Yeah, which was they really r-
1: knocked the hell out of that thing, didn't they? They did. They there was four
0: or five of them pounding on it until Dale takes the axe and chops the head right off.
2: Um, the sound effects during this scene was a little cartoony for my taste. I didn't notice. I
1: was uh, reminiscent of uh, that scene in Casino. Which scene with, is that? With Joe Pesci getting the baseball bats. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know. I haven't seen Casino. I, I, don't, I don't know you that. You have movie. not seen Casino.
0: I have not. It needs to go on my list, obviously. Dave, you just spoiled that for us. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. So then the group hears some rustling and some noise coming from the forest. Oh, my Tension. gosh. Is it another zombie? Tension. It, but, no, it's Daryl, and he walks out and with, uh, his, other, with his what?
1: His other brother, Daryl.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh, it's, of course, just Daryl, and he shoots the zombie with the crossbow through the head
2: because it's still alive. Not in the head, in the eye. Shoots him in the eye. Well, that's part yeah, of his, his head. head. The same eye that Rick shot Bicycle Girl in. Well, I didn't notice
0: that, but, uh, you know, he says, come on, people, what the hell? It's got to be in the brain. Don't you know nothing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's still...
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, cool that just a head was lying there, moving its mouth and making gurgling sounds. Yeah. So it was pretty uh, pretty gross. Now, this scene bugged me a little bit because it was the same cheap scare that they used in episode two when Lori was out in the woods and Shane was sneaking up on her. Uh I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's just right. such a typical like horror movie thing. Uh oh, you can hear someone coming, it must be the bad guy. But then no, it's just my best friend.
2: I I, I, I don't necessarily oh. agree with that, uh, this time. I think it was uh oh we hear rustling in the woods. Uh we should pay attention to that and kill if kill it, but make sure what you know, make sure we know what it is before we kill it. And then Daryl comes out. I'm not sure it was the same kind of uh, you know cheap sneaky kind of thing. It's better because it comes right after a threat, whereas yeah. the Lori
0: scene there was no threat. She was just walking around, and Shane sneaks up for no reason.
2: Yeah, his sixth sense of sense of humor.
0: In this case, it was Daryl just Six. coming back, making the noise he would walking through the forest. Um, still, though, he could have just walked out, something like that. You know. Right. You know what else I didn't understand? Why was he away all night hunting? Who would go out overnight into the forest and hunt? That makes no
1: sense. That no, speaks to his character. Yeah,
2: he's a woodsman. But all night in the middle of a zombie apocalypse?
1: Ding 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 Yeah. No, I can
2: <laughs> could believe that. The only th- problem I had is that uh, that deer looked like it had been there for a while. So what did he do? Shoot it three times and then go f- shoot some squirrels? He did have well, a lot he's been of squirrels. It all night. Yeah. Remember? So they say that again, Dave? He's
1: been tracking it all night. He said specifically, I've been tracking that deer all night. Yeah, but
2: the the deer looked like it was dead for a long time, so it looks like he shot it and then left it for eight hours. Maybe he he didn't shoot it. No, there were arrows in it. There was some crossbow bolts. There was like three crossbow bolts in it.
0: Yeah, there were. Okay. So maybe he did leave it for a while to go get the—he figured, it's dead, I'll go get the squirrels and then come back for
2: it. Yeah, I killed it. It's 40 feet from the camp. That's no problem. I'm going to go shoot some squirrels and then come back eight hours later. It's like, damn, the damn thing I left here dead has been eaten by a zombie. The group also comments on the fact that that
0: zombie is so close to the camp and far from the city, and Jim says they're running out of food in the city, so they're, they're moving outward, Oh jeez, which is bad news.
1: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so the next thing we see is the, pre- the scene we all saw in the preview for this week where uh, the, the group is telling Daryl that they left Merle in the city. He throws the squirrels at, uh, at Rick. <laughs> they have an altercation, and then Rick ends it with, I'm going back. Cut to commercial. Uh, just a, a note here that Norman Reedus, who plays yes. Daryl, uh, has done a great job, I thought. Oh, He's very got- good job, acted yes. really well, and that guy has a huge following. Like Does, you know, oh, yeah. I must admit, I had never heard of him before this, but huge following. We've gotten more Twitter followers for us because of him than anybody else. Really? Yeah.
1: People- Big ups to Norman Reedus and his followers. Absolutely. they. There's lots uh, of them First time I saw him was in uh, Boondock Saints, actually.
0: Yeah, he's in yeah. both Boondock Saints movies. Um, I only know him from the Blade movie. He
2: played a vampire in one of
0: the Blade movies. Blade yep. 2. Blade 2. Yeah. So he's been around, and he's done some stuff, and people seem oh, yeah. to love him, and they're following us because of it. So thank you, Norman Reedus, and thank you, his followers. We come back from commercial. The group at the camp is talking about why Rick has to go back and he explains that he owes a debt to a man and a little boy who took him in
2: that is of course um, Morgan and Dwayne yep it seems to me like he's going through a list of reasons to go back until everybody can get on board with at least one of them
0: Well, more than one ultimately do get on board, but that's right. He has the bag of guns to get.
2: I got to go back for Merle. Nobody likes that. I'm going to get the bag of guns. Some people are on board with that, but they're not really sure. Okay, I got this debt to these two people that I met that saved my life. Okay, you can go.
0: Yeah, they're supposed to come to Atlanta and get on the walkie for him, which is in the bag of guns. That was dumb. Well, sure, but you know, don't blame the guy. So don't uh, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't put so so all speak. your walkie-talkies in one gun. Don't bag. put uh, all your guns in one bag. Yeah. So that's his reasoning, and basically, they decide to go, and he's negotiating with Dale for his bolt cutters. I thought this was a little strange that Dale wouldn't just what? hand over the bolt cutters. Like they're all a, well, they're all a group. They're a team here trying to survive. I don't know. I, th- I think old de- habits die hard, and it's always a give and take. Well, Dale is pissed because T-Dog lost the other bag of tools that they went in right. To, right with. And so I guess he's just trying to protect what he has left. Anyways, Ooh. they make a deal that if he gives them the bolt cutters, when they get back, they can have whatever they want from the cube van, strip they it down. Why not just
2: drive the cube van up to the nearest home hardware and fill it up with bolt cutters and tools? There's got to be, like, hardware stores everywhere. Well, probably. Every one of them has, like, hammers and nails and bolt cutters and various such things. And, you know, radiator hoses and stuff. True. I so. don't know. It's something something they had to do. I guess Dave didn't make it to the end of the show today either.
0: Well, I have a feeling he's coming back. Okay. So, just as they're leaving, Shane gives Rick four bullets for the python, is what they call it. His six-shooter. Yep. Is that, a, is that a nickname or is that a t- type of gun? I don't know. I think he was
2: referring to his penis. <laughs> okay, then.
0: <laughs> Then Rick, Glenn, T-Dog, and Daryl get in the van, and they leave for the city. The last thing we see at the camp for now is Lori, uh goes to find Carl in the tent and tells him that she's worried about his dad. Carl says, I'm not worried. Think about it, Mom. Everything that's happened to him so far, and nothing's killed him yet. Yeah. So interesting, interesting. He'll uh, be fine. He'll be fine. Interesting line from Carl there. Incidentally, what did you think of
2: Carl? It was the first time he had lines on the show. I thought he did a good job. I like Carl. I think he uh, he seems young. He seems a little out of sorts, but, you know, he's in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. That's okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is going to be a little upset and distracted, but he did an
0: okay job. Chandler Riggs, I thought.
2: Yeah, he just does a great job. I can't wait t- for him to put on his hat and get a pistol strap to his uh, hip.
0: I
1: keep waiting for that.
0: Uh, Dave, uh, so the actor that plays Carl, we were just saying he has his first lines of the whole show in this episode. What did you think of him? Were you were you happy with how he's he's doing?
1: Yeah, I'm satisfied with his character. I mean, it's it's still pretty early, so I mean it's just a couple lines, but uh, I'm I sort of he strikes me as Carl a little bit older. A little, from what oh I know yeah, in comics,
2: he can't be as young as Carl was in the uh, in the graphic novel.
1: No, but I'm good
2: with it. Not for what he has to do. No, but I think
0: Chandler Riggs did a did a fine job, actually. you yeah. know? Child actors can go either way. They can either be really good or really bad, and I think he's much closer to the really good side working out for me. So from I here... Couldn't... Dave? Yes. <laughs> All right, then. From here on in, we've got two sort of things going on. We've got the group at the camp that are down at the water in the quarry, and we've got the rescue party that are going into the city for Merle and the guns. Uh, at the quarry, we've got Shane and Carl trying to catch frogs but not really having any luck, although they are having a really good time. They are. Really good sort of father-son time again. I didn't know you could catch frogs in a quar- quarry lake. Well, I don't know. It's frogs... more
2: like kind of a swampy kind of thing. Okay. Well, sure, but
0: frogs just want to be water, and if it's been an abandoned one for some time, you know, wildlife would move in. All
1: right. Perhaps there are no frogs at all. Perhaps and there are no just, frogs. She oh. just used this opportunity to uh, amuse Carl for a little while and get his mind off of their situation.
2: Okay, you got to watch out for zombie frogs too. <laughs> you do. Those those are the worst. Humans guy. and amphibians.
0: <laughs> that are susceptible to the zombie virus. Well, let's watch out for the zombie frogs. Yeah. Meanwhile, Andrea, Amy, Carol, and Jackie are doing the laundry, and they talk about the division of labor a little bit and how uh, how come you know the women have to do all the laundry. And I think Amy says, D- "You know, the world ended. Did you not get the memo?" Yeah. or something like that. And that's a scene right out of the comic too. There are they they're doing laundry, and there's a little bit of complaining about. Why they have to do it while the men are off hunting and building fires and peeing on stuff and okay, hunting for frogs? Are a bit different. Sorry, Dave.
1: Characters are a little bit different compared to the comic.
0: That is true for sure. Uh, and the ladies go on to talk about what they miss the most. Jason, why don't you tell us what Andrea misses the most? Andrea? Yeah.
2: Uh, well, she misses her vibrator.
0: And Carol agrees with that, and they yes, have a does. good laugh.
2: I was going to say that Amy misses texting.
0: She does. Um, but that's really not the most exciting part about that scene. It's the vibrator. Um, now, what happens now? Ed, Carol's husband, walks over and sort of confronts the women about having a good time and their work ethic, Yeah, which is a little bit weird.
2: Keep your mind on your jobs. This is not a comedy club. Meanwhile, he's sitting there in a chair doing nothing. Smoking. Smoking. Uh, supervising the women doing laundry.
0: Yeah, it's like an I said. important job
2: for uh, rednecks to, uh, wife-beating rednecks to do. I suppose.
0: Andrea gets up and confronts him and a fight ensues. Yep. Fight. Meanwhile, Laurie tells Laurie approaches Shane and Carl at the water and she tells him to stay away from me and my son. My husband is back. He is alive. And and how can you feel bad or you're the one that told me that he died. Yeah. So Shane Sort of propagated this. Come on, come on, baby, he's dead. Oh, he's dead, man. Come
1: he's dead. He's not the coming. Feel of epic douchebaggery. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I, I didn't quite understand. Sorry, David. Go ahead. I said no. That's the word that I wanted to use. Okay, <laughs> that's
2: right. I was uh, I was a little bit uh, confused by the level of anger that Laurie was feeling at the beginning of this. Just like, why are you angry at him? did you both just kind of like get caught up in this and it just seems kind of like a natural sort of thing that's happening? Why are you so mad at him? She said, uh, you don't have any right to my family or my son. You don't go near him. You don't talk to him. It's like, why are you so angry? And then find out, you know, you're the one who told me he was dead. Yeah, Shane convinced her basically yeah. that
0: he's not coming back. You need me to fill that hole yeah. in, in your life.
2: Oh, Rick is not going to like that when he finds
1: out.
0: (laughs) Back with Ed and the ladies. Uh, Ed hits Carol, and then Shane runs over and really beats the crap out of Ed. Yes, he does. Uh, He's obviously taking his frustrations out on poor Ed. He's on the slippery slope, my friend. He certainly is. Shane says, put your hands to your wife or your little girl again, and I will not stop next time. I'll beat you to death, Ed. Yes, you will. So that was pretty awesome ed uh well some would say he got what he deserved i would and i don't think he'll be beating his wife anymore but if he does he's going to be in for some trouble yeah Shane. i
1: personally think shane should watch his back
0: really yeah you might be right we're setting up some pretty bad
2: blood within our group here
1: yep i think this may uh may come back to bite him in the patootie (laughs)
2: <laughs> I don't know. He carries that shotgun around
0: wherever he goes. It's true. He never doesn't. He never doesn't have it. Yeah. So
1: all distractions happen. Is all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, that's true. We go to the rescue party, and they're now on foot. They drive the van to the closest point they can, and they decide to go for Merle before the guns. So we see them get to the department store. And quietly with the crossbow, take out a zombie that's still in the department store on the ground level.
2: Crossbow is now my uh, number one favorite uh, anti-zombie weapon. It's a really good one because it's you quiet. can quiet. You it's get the bolts weapon. back. You get the arrows back. Yep. Not, not all the time, but uh, chances are you'll get them back. So you have uh, basically virtually unlimited ammo, right? Uh, you don't have to. It's quiet. It's uh, you can carry it around with you everywhere. It's
0: great. The tricky thing is you have to be good with it. Yeah. Because if you shoot an arrow into a body of a zombie, it's not going to do
2: much. For a crossbow, it's a bolt. Well, arrow bolt. No bolt. Okay, well, crossbow bolt. bolt. Okay, it's bow not... and arrow, crossbow and. It's bolt. not an arrow of lightning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> lightning bolt. <laughs> um, if yeah, but it's not going to do a lot unless you get that headshot every time. And if you, you know, and it's also not so great if there is four or five zombies coming at. You. Yeah, the uh, reload rate is uh, pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But hey, if you can have a shotgun on your back for emergencies. And your crossbow and bolts with you at all times,
2: you might be okay. Yeah, I think four? if you
1: have four or five zombies swarming you, you're probably not too worried about being quiet.
2: You might run away at that point. Yeah, I'm also thinking you carry around four or five crossbows.
0: Because <laughs> why not? You have a pocket of
2: unlimited holding
1: anyway. You walk right? into a
2: you know a camping store and they got crossbows everywhere. Okay. I'd take four or five crossbows.
0: E, the problem is loading you down and being not able to move as quickly because you have four crossbows
1: on your back.
2: Well, then you have to That's get... That's why
1: some. you carry a squire with you. That's right. Boy, <laughs> oh, reload this crossbow. Hold this. Oh, yeah, this. of course.
2: Hold this sword in case I need it. Reload this crossbow, and you always... Yeah, it's your, uh, your auto load system. His name is Jimmy. <laughs> and he used to be a golf caddy. That's right. <laughs> so he's good at this. Oh, golf bag. Perfect. That's
0: right. Uh, Alrighty. So the group is in the zombie store, the zombie, the department store. (laughs) (laughs) That's where you don't want to be, the zombie store. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, They rush upstairs for Merle. They um, bust through the door. No zombies in the stairwell. No zombies in the stairwell. So they were gone, either back down or up and off the roof, maybe. Who knows? Um, They find the location that Merle was handcuffed. He is no longer there. No, he's not. The hacksaw, okay. The hacksaw is lying on the ground beside the handcuffs with a hand, and the handcuffs are still
2: attached, closed and locked to the pipe. The uh, the hacksaw is in the same position it was when we last saw it. It's no, not, I think it's much closer to the handcuffs. I don't think he got it because if he got it, he could have cut through the other thing. I think he got his hand off somehow instead of getting that uh, that hacksaw. No, I think
0: you're wrong. I think he got the hacks- hacksaw and, for whatever reason, cut his hand off instead of cutting through the metal of the the uh, um, handcuffs or the pipe. Handcuffs would have, have been
1: hard. Them, carried them away.
2: You don't think, uh, or maybe the zombies got him, or maybe the zombies got him. I don't think the zombies got him because I don't think that they could get through that door. In order to get through that door, they'd have to repeatedly pound it, and which means they'd have to work as a team, or at least uh, an individual would have to do that. But if they're all working. Uh, as individuals to try and get through that door, they wouldn't be able to coordinate closing the door to reopen it to kind of pound against that chain. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the fact that the zombies were there means that door was wedged open in the exact, uh, you know, just wide enough so they couldn't get through. I don't think the zombies could have got through that door. So Merle cut his hand off. I think he chewed his own hand off.
0: Chewed. No. Come on. You think he just... Twisted yeah. it in the handcuffs enough that he carved it off.
2: I think he. I, I don't think he got the hacksaw. I'm going to go. Uh, I go back and watch this.
0: But... I think what happened is he got the hacksaw and for some reason decided to cut his hand instead of the metal. Now, it it's. I think Dave, you posted in the comments on the site that it would be
2: easier to saw through your wrist than it would a pair of handcuffs.
1: That is what Mad Max has taught me.
2: Yes. Mad Max has, ta- you know, uh, hardened steel, but the what he was handcuffed to is not hardened steel. That's probably just, you know, regular steel or iron ore. Or and something. rusty, rusty old. And rusty. You could have got through that. That's what hacksaws are built to go through. But he Well, was...
1: Jason, why don't you just tell it to the frogs? <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. <laughs> he was also losing his mind, though. And, like, in that state of mind, maybe he's like, holy crap, I got to get out of here. I'm going to cut my hand off. Now the only other problem with that is now he's running around with a serious serious wound that he has to deal with along with trying to just get away. It's true. So you know, no matter what, he obviously wasn't thinking very well and uh and decided to cut the hand, we think, instead of instead of the pipe.
2: I'm pretty sure that he didn't get access to the hacksaw. Well,
0: I do plan. I always do a rewatch during the week. So in next week's look back at this episode, we'll debate it some more. But I think Hacksaw. Dave, do you think Hacksaw?
1: Hacksaw, Jim Duggan. There's no blood on oh. the Hacksaw. I'm
2: looking at it right now. There's no blood on the Hacksaw. If he cut his hand off, there'd be blood on that Hacksaw. Oh, that's true. That's true. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll find Oh, it. shit. It's right next to the hand, though but I don't know where the hand is. Maybe you threw the hand over... No,
0: the camera's panning, and oh. it pans past the hacksaw, the hand,
2: yeah, and the handcuffs right. are right there. You're right, but there's blood all over the handcuffs. There's no blood on the hacksaw. It's a magic hacksaw. <laughs> it's a magic hacksaw. Well, whatever. All right, so the hacksaw has moved. I'll agree with you on that. All right. And
0: that's it. That's episode three, Tell It to the Frogs. Another great episode. Uh, a lot more of a talkie than the last... It the was a talkie. couple, which yep. is fine. Um... I was wondering, after watching this, this came pretty close, but do you think we will ever get an episode of The Walking Dead that is entirely zombie-free? I think it's possible. I think it's likely. Uh, Maybe not in the first season. Well, no, not this season, but next season. And and by zombie-free, I mean there can be some in the background, but there isn't any direct interaction with them. No plot involving zombies. Right, exactly. I think that might be a risky move from, from the filmmakers.
1: Well, the thing about The Walking Dead, and this is something that people have to sort of get over, is that The Walking Dead is not about zombies. Yes, it's,
0: it's about people, and and you That's know, it's like saying
1: True Blood is about vampires. It's not about vampires. It's about relationships, and The Walking Dead is about relationships. The backdrop happens to be during the zombie apocalypse. I think but True Blood's a little bit
0: zombies. more about. Vampires than The Walking Dead is about zombies. But it is a good uh, analogy, Dave. It's not about zombies. And I think if our group can get somewhere that is reasonably secure, they have enough, you know, issues between them, the living, between each other. That we could easily fill episodes without direct zombie interaction. Absolutely. However, this is TV, and this is TV out to make money, and your average viewer probably wants to see zombies. And I guess the film, the the creators of the show know this.
1: Yeah. No, I'm sure they do. But I think if the show was just about zombies, that show would fail very quickly.
2: Oh yeah. So would the graphic novel. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, how boring would that be? You know, just somebody hacking zombies all the time. I mean, Michonne yes. is a fantastic character in the graphic novel, but if the whole thing was about her, uh, just, you know, basically being quiet and walking the earth hacking zombies apart, you know, you got one or two issues maybe, but yeah. it, would, it would get boring real fast. It would. Yes. So
0: That being the case, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a, a zombie-free episode in season two at some point. I
2: don't think we'll do it. I think that uh, that the filmmakers will put in zombies you know just because that's what you need to have in a TV show called The Walking Dead i guess but this episode number 3 was was pretty
1: close it was i pretty mean close. it was the zombie I have yeah go ahead I have a question for both of you and i'd like an honest answer about this
2: uh oh i don't like honest answers
1: what episode will we hear them say we are the walking dead
0: well now <sighs> um Will you hear
1: them say it this this season?
0: No, not this season. Will they say it at
1: all?
0: You know what? I could see them doing that in episode six, in the finale. Mm -hmm. We are the Walking Dead. But my gut is saying it won't come for a while. It'll come season two, maybe the end of season two.
2: I think the end of season two, that's uh, my vote. It came, what, at the end of book three? It came at the end of the hardcover book two, I think. Or was it three? Volume two. Okay.
0: Anyways, uh, I think it's a great line, and I can't wait till they get to it. And I've read that section of the comic a few times now and just read that monologue that Rick delivers after everything that's gone on. And it's one of my favorite parts of the entire comic series run. And I I can't wait till they get to it in the show, if they do at all. But I I have a feeling they will because it's such a great line. It's a great moment, you know? But it does have to come after you know, the right <laughs> shit goes situation. down. The right yeah. situation, you know? Yeah. It's more meaningful at that point. Yes. Okay. That was the recap of episode two, three, three, excuse me. Next week, let's look ahead to episode four. Thank you, David. Um, now there are some heavy duty spoilers here for episode four and beyond for season one of The Walking Dead. So if you're not interested in hearing those Please turn off the podcast now.
1: Okay, call me back.
2: <laughs> are you
1: are you done? You don't want to hear? Dave? Oh, okay, go ahead. I'll no, shoot. we
2: can call you back, Dave. If you don't want to be spoiled, that's fine.
0: Yeah, what's happened basically is FX UK, who broadcasted in the United Kingdom, has posted the summaries for all six episodes. A- oh, really? AMC The Walking Dead um, has only posted the ones that have aired. Uh, and the next episode, right? They post full summaries for the ones that have aired and then a teaser for the next one. Well,
2: maybe they're trying to get—we uh, do we don't know what the U.K. ratings are. Maybe they're trying to get more <laughs> viewers in the U.K. than we are in the States, so they have to you know, stretch the envelope a little bit. Well, here's what they've got for episode number four. It's titled Vatos.
0: Rick's mission to Atlanta is jeopardized when things go awry. Jim becomes unhinged in camp.
1: Oh, Jim. So
0: so nothing crazy there, but poor Jim, yeah. He's uh, starting to lose it a little bit. And if you watch the extended preview for the next episode on the website, we see a scene uh, involving Jim and a discussion between him and the rest of the survivors at the camp. Uh, And it's playing out just like it does in the comic. That's all I'll say about
1: that. Oh, Jim.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Episode number five, entitled Wildfire. Dave, this is your last chance to hang up or, no. or turn your volume down or something. But I can't not
1: know now.
0: All right. <laughs> Episode five, Wildfire. Rick leads the group to the CDC after the attack. Jim must make a terrible life and death decision. So, what attack? Hey, well, what attack? But I'm going to assume that the camp is attacked by zombies. A big and- attack. And, yeah, maybe a Big Mac attack. Uh, it's attacked by zombies and or the gang. We never, We don't know. The, the big thing here is that Rick leads the group to the Center for Disease Control, so at some point they decide that that's where they're going to go. Cool. Episode number six, which the FXUK site is listed as TS-10, but IMDB st- still says TS-19. Rick and the group are allowed into the CDC by a strange doctor but all is not what it seems in their newfound haven. Mm. So they get there, Center for Disease <coughs> Control, and uh, it's not, well, it's still operating somewhat, or or there's, there's still living people something
2: there. Something there. We have, you know, casting updates that have doctor and nurse kind of thing, right?
0: Yes, doctor and nurse. Uh, isn't it infected doctor or something like that? I'm not sure. So we may have a, a strange... Scenario here where we've got people that are infected but not zombies,
2: hmm. which isn't
0: really something. Yeah, which isn't really something we've gotten into
2: before. That kind of gets away from, uh, you know, what the, the the graphic novel. It really gets
0: away from it, and of course, Galan heard last month or a couple months ago said you know
2: our season 1 ends with something that's kind of not in the comic at all but that's not just to getting away from it plot wise it's getting away from the the basic premise of what zombies are yep the mythology of it the mythology of the whole thing that's interesting strange. interesting
0: decision uh, we'll have to see where it goes um, the other thing is that the imdb is now listing Lenny James who plays Morgan in episode 6 so i have a feeling that Morgan Yay. and Dwayne Make it to the CDC and are reunited with Rick and the group, which uh, I'm very very happy about.
2: Now you said that uh, Lenny James is listed. Is uh, whoever what's the name of the son's, the actor who plays his son? Oh, good question. But I don't think he was listed. Is that uh, on purpose? I or don't know. Could they be, haven't gotten to it yet?
0: Could be uh, really sad. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But A- the- Adrian Kelly Turner. Oh, that's right. I don't know if he's listed in episode six, but if not, well, one or both of them, it seems like, make it to the CDC. Well, that'd be
2: interesting because we, uh, you know, Morgan and Dwayne come back in the graphic novel. Way later. Way later, but if they come back now, but they bring that whole plot item back into the, uh, the storyline now, that's very, very interesting. It is, it is. Um,
0: I'm just happy to see that Morgan isn't completely done from the show. At least, you know, I thought maybe he'd come back uh, but it would take a long time. It looks like he's coming back sooner than we had hoped, which is exciting. That's good. I think that is going to wrap up this week's episode. Dave, why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet?
1: You can find uh, me at renerd.com, uh, twitter.com slash Uh I also actually, if you don't mind, I would like to say a big thank you to Heroic Dreams out here who... Uh, that's where I get all my uh, Walking Dead stuff, and they are never out Really, Walking Dead stuff. They have a good supply of it. So thank you very much, guys, if you're listening. See you soon.
0: What What's the name of the store?
1: Heroic Dreams.
0: Heroic Dreams, a comic store in Pickering, Ontario. Yeah. Excellent. If you want to contact us on the show, you can do so by calling one 866 483 ZOMB. That's 483 9662. It's a toll-free call, everybody. Toll free. Please call in. You can also email us at talking at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash talking or visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the talking dead. Hooray. That's gonna Hooray. Do, That's gonna do it. Thank you, everybody. Oh, you know what? The comments on the website have increased slightly. In the last uh, couple of weeks, We're, we've gone from none to some. Hey, <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's always the good way to go, <laughs>
0: which is always good. So, uh, for those who are commenting on the site, appreciate it very much. Thanks for sending in your opinions. Um, I'll see if I can get some of those opinions on the air if uh, if they're uh, if they're relevant, and we'll try to make an effort to respond to everybody that we can on the uh, on the website too.
1: Keep the comments coming and spread the love. Spread the love. Thanks,
0: everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week with episode number 32. Bye.
1: Ciao, Bella.